Hello and welcome to Foundation Stones from Refuge City Church. Having a solid foundation for our walk with Jesus Christ is vital for every Christian, especially in the times we live in. Through God's word, candid conversations, and everyday application, the aim is to help you build your foundation so you can stand strong for God every day. Buckle in and prepare your heart. Pray this, God, ready my heart for your truth that I might be more like you. We hope today's episode empowers you to grow in your walk with Jesus. Let's dive in. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode number one of Foundation Stones, a new podcast from Refuge City Church, where we believe if your Christian foundation is strong, you'll live and give victory and hope in troubling times. I'm your host, Jim Weaver, the worship and administrative pastor at Refuge City Church, and it's my privilege to come to you wherever and whenever you might be listening today. The idea behind this new podcast is to have real-life conversations, topics, and discipleship that will help you grow your walk with God, align your thinking with His truths, and build a solid foundation in Christ that will help you stand no matter what you face. We also help to put a tool in your hand that you can share with others who might need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. So, to just shoot straight right off the bat, we honestly don't know what to expect in the launch of this podcast. Truth be told, we don't necessarily need one more thing on our to-do list as a church and leadership team, and to step into the arena of all the other amazing podcasts you have available to you seems somewhat redundant, but I'm aware that God is granting us a level of influence and a community of believers that transcends our local fellowship and moves amazingly into other states in America and even overseas to areas like the Philippines, Europe, and Africa. And it's our desire to steward that influence and to provide more and more content that will help to bring discipleship and the growth that we all need in Christ to our fellowship. God has been laying on our heart the tremendous need for discipleship, the act of helping those who are a part of our church and a part of the body of Christ at large to become more like him by learning his truths from his word. So we thought we would add a media component to our discipleship efforts, especially since right now small groups and more in-person meetings are either not possible or kind of difficult at the present time with all of the COVID restrictions. So this is in no way an attempt to circumvent the need to meet together, because as we know, in Hebrews 10.25, the writer of Hebrews tells us plainly to not forget about assembling together. Jesus even told us plainly that where two or more gathered together in his name, he is there in their midst. And I don't know if you're anything like me, but during the last several months, I've heard a lot of frustrations about some of the restrictions, uh, some of the governmental steps that have been put into place to keep churches from gathering together. And while I recognize that it's frustrating that there are restrictions, I just want to encourage you, the church is open. And so if you have yet to come to an in-person worship time to be together with the body of Christ, to worship the name of Jesus Christ with your friends, your brothers and sisters in Christ, I would just encourage you to do it. Come together, lift up his name, come together in unity, and let's see God move. Let's see God bring us together and edify us as the body of Christ. This is the time for us to be together. It's not the time for us to be apart. But as a place of conversation, thought, learning, and discipleship, we thought we'd try out this podcast thing. So personally, if you know me very well, you know that I'm a podcast junkie myself. I love learning and growing. 
As a leader, I recognize that if I'm not learning, I'm not leading. I want to get better at what I do. I want to be more and better equipped for what God has called me to do. So I listen to podcasts all the time. Sometimes I have to take the meat and leave the bones. That's just kind of the nature of the culture that we live in. But there are other times that something is so profound that I hear that it makes me stop in my tracks. It makes an indelible impact on me and it changes my life. And my heart is not to add more noise to the chaos symphony going on all around us. My desire is to provide something for you that will be edifying, meaning that it builds you up in your faith and in your walk with Jesus. Maybe it'll be a spiritual vitamin that will help restore or build some health into your spiritual bones. Maybe another episode, it would be a great conversation that helps you get to know one of your leaders a little bit better. Maybe it'll be something that'll elicit repentance and change in such a way that you look more like Jesus. In any case, our hope is that Foundation Stones will help you tend to your spiritual foundation and help share the heartbeat of God's mission for Refuge City Church. So we're going to try a few episodes. We're going to see how it goes. And so please let us know how this podcast begins to affect your life so we know if it's something that needs to be continued. There's no reason to keep doing it if it's not blessing you. So if you like the show, please rate and review and share with your friends, family, and loved ones in any way you can. It'll help us to know this podcast is something that is viable and helpful. We'll do our best to keep making them if you keep listening. So why don't we dive into the number one topic of the day, episode number one. We're going to tackle a question that I hope will help to lay a foundation for each one of us as members and attendees of Refuge City Church, no matter if you are from the local area or if you are part of our extended reach. So while in future conversations, we'll talk about some amazing foundational principles and basics of our Christian walk, things like salvation and healing and faith, and maybe we'll tackle some scriptures that that we have to wrestle and contend with, you name it. Today, we wanted to start off our inaugural episode with a topic we hope will interest many of you and help to lay a foundation. And you see what I did there? A foundation for who we are as a church family. It's a question that has a little history. So I'll present the question, I'll give the history, and then I'll give the answer to the question. So are you ready? Here we go. The question is this, why is our church named Refuge City Church? Why is our church named Refuge City Church? Okay, so for a quick history, Refuge City Church was a Christian work planted, yes, planted in 1954. I emphasize the word planted because I personally really treasure this history about our church. Our church was not the result of a faction of people breaking away from another church in a split and starting their own thing. While we recognize there are moments that God will call for this to happen under certain circumstances, many times these types of works start with distrust and dysfunction and it follows in into the the, the history of the work. But Refuge City Church was planted as full gospel tabernacle in the 50s and had a reputation for revival and being Pentecostal from the beginning. Later, the name was changed to Faith Tabernacle, and this is the name it carried until just recently. In the 1980s, Faith Tabernacle voted to align themselves with the Assemblies of God, a mission-planting movement based in Springfield, Missouri, that was birthed out of the Azusa and Hot Spring, Arkansas revivals of the early 1900s. Faith Tabernacle has enjoyed many gifted and anointed leaders over its history that has maintained our Pentecostal heritage. 
So as a sovereign church, Faith Tabernacle has always been able to govern itself while aligning with the Assemblies of God, a feature that demonstrates the nature of fellowship rather than denomination. For instance, the church can decide how to do outreaches, whether or not it wants to purchase property or can hire or build its own staff and pastor it without the interference from the main office. We simply choose to align ourselves with the Assemblies of God as a matter of accountability and aligning our doctrines and our beliefs with the organization that we believe a closest represents our heartbeat. In July 2002, our current lead pastor, Jim Boyd, was voted in as pastor. Over the last 18 years, this current leadership has enjoyed special influence in the city of Klamath Falls and the surrounding region, and has built a dynamic and long-standing team. I've personally really enjoyed the 16 years that I've been able to be on staff, serving underneath Pastor Jim's leadership, and many of the pastoral staff have been here for some time now. I felt honored to serve alongside Pastor Pat Winningham, our associate and senior adults pastor, for 15 years. Even some of our newer pastoral staff have been at Refuge City Church for decades before they were wherever on staff, and they already know the culture and the heartbeat of this ministry. It makes for an amazing experience to work together for the sake of Jesus Christ's good news for our area, and to do it alongside family, people that we spend our lives with for the sake of of the good news of Jesus Christ. So throughout these decades that I'm referring to, the history of Full Gospel Tabernacle, then Faith Tabernacle, over all these years, Klamath Falls has received many prophecies. Our beautiful city, the basin, as we have come to call it, because it is surrounded by beautiful mountains, and it is in this basin where we've got a beautiful lake. And it has been declared by whether prophets coming through town or even people who have spoken under the utterance of the Holy Spirit that live here in town over the decades, that it would be a place of refuge, a city of refuge, a place where the hurting can be healed, the hopeless restored, and the lost found. Over the course of time, the word that many of us have used, most not even knowing about the prophecies, has been that Faith Tabernacle is a refuge for me. I come here and I feel safe and I can draw close to God. In my own experience, it's been the same thing. When my family and I arrived at Faith Tabernacle 17 years ago, we were really hurting. A bad church experience had left us feeling despair, and we weren't sure if we could trust again. Our first years here helped us heal and feel the restoration of the Lord. The name Refuge is a very accurate description of what many, including myself, have described this place as being. So as a leadership team, we started hearing some confusion in the community about what the name Tabernacle meant. Some thought we were from other religions because the name is not familiar in the culture like it used to be. The need for a change was becoming evident. But then during this time, we also were asked by the Oregon Ministry Network, our state leadership team, to begin parenting some other small churches in our area. They, in essence, became our campuses, and so we became a multi-site organization. But it was very difficult to explain the nature of our relationship with those smaller churches. It showed us that there was another increasingly urgent need for a name change. So after much prayer, brainstorming, and preparation by the pastoral leadership and the board of directors, in 2018, the church membership was presented with the idea of changing the name of Faith Tabernacle to Refuge City Church, with each subsequent campus being a refuge church under whatever city name they ministered in. For example, Refuge Church Malin, Refuge Church Paisley, Refuge Church Merrill, Refuge Church Prospect. Amazingly, 
The new name was unanimously voted in favor. Work began immediately to begin the transition to our new name, Refuge City Church. So interestingly, in 2018, there was a lot of politics surrounding the name City of Refuge, and that was completely different from what we had felt like the Lord had shown us. And so we actually made a statement to let people know that this was not in alignment with the politics of the day. It simply was a spiritual pivot. And praise the Lord, we uh, were able to walk through that season with very little confusion. People understood the heartbeat and since that day, we have not had any confusion when it comes to that name transition. And so since 2018, we've had some amazing confirmations of God's reasoning behind our name change. Through a prayerful and thoughtful process, our mission statement was birthed to further explain our name, a refuge embracing people. That's our mission statement, a refuge embracing people. We believe this is what Jesus has called us as his church to do. He tells us in his word to go into all the world and compel them to come in. You'll remember his parable where where the master sent all the invitations out to the banquet and all of the people who had other more important things to do refused his invitation and he became upset. And so he told his servants to go out into the highways and the byways and to compel the hurting and the broken and the poor to come in and to enjoy the banquet table. God is interested in having his banquet full. And according to the parable that Jesus told, he wanted those who were downcast and unwanted by society to be the guests of honor. A refuge is a place of safety for the disenfranchised, the broken, the hurting, and the wounded. And if we were transparent, if we were truly honest with ourselves, we would recognize there's been moments in our own life when we were under those descriptions, we were hurting, we were broken, we were wounded, we were disenfranchised. We needed the love of a Savior, and we needed the love of the children of God who had already experienced the healing that we so longed for. We believe that this is why we exist as a church, to be a place of healing where people can be embraced with the love of God by other people, people who look, act, and love just like Jesus did. I remember hearing Pastor Pat one time say that sometimes people just need to see Jesus with skin on, and Jesus with skin on is you and me being a refuge, a place of safety, a place of healing, embracing other people. So that's why we changed the name to Refuge City Church, but that leads us to question number two. Why do we feel that that slogan, a refuge, embracing people is important and how does it impact all of us as a church family? And so I guess my answer to that would be this. One of the things that I'm becoming increasingly aware of in our current climate, our political climate, the medical climate, the fear that's going on with all of the close downs and the the COVID-19 issue that's happening and the hurt that's happening in people, the economics, the thing that I'm becoming increasingly aware of is the deep need for us as Christians to steward personally our walk with God. Never was it a luxury before to have the pastor or leader build our walk with Jesus for us, but I think that we've allowed ourselves to believe that's the way it worked because it has seemed to work in the past. In fact, all it takes now to find our favorite flavor of Christianity is to peruse YouTube and, and to click the video with the most likes, or we can travel to our favorite church anywhere in the country with great ease. It's made it very easy for us to experience what I'd term consumer Christianity, our way of picking our flavor and moving on when the flavor gets old 
world or when we form some sort of opinion about the leadership of whatever ministry we used to be aligned with. Unfortunately, this makes us very susceptible to being shallow Christians. We're not feeding ourselves the Word of God with the help of our great teacher, the Holy Spirit. We're simply waiting for the next meal from someone else who has chewed it for us, and then we resist it when we don't like the flavor. This has made the local church experience more and more difficult because we're forgetting why the local church exists in the first place. We're forgetting that the local church exists not solely for our own benefit, but as an avenue through which we can build up and edify others, we can grow in Christ, and we can begin to serve others who do not yet know Christ. Christianity is losing its desire for servanthood and its quest for being served. While we too were wanting to leverage the miracle of modern day technology to reach people, including things like this podcast, we're, we're not interested in building social followers. We're dedicated to the purpose of relationship that results in discipleship. Men and women who look like Jesus and make a big impact on our society. Men and women who are loyal to Jesus to the death and loyal to their church family through thick and thin. You know, I think about that term, discipleship. What does that mean? The root word for discipleship is disciple, and the root word for disciple is discipline. And so, I can do my best to try and disciple someone else, but until that person learns how to disciple or discipline themselves, they will remain at the level that they were, or they might even revert because they're not pushing forward to grow. So being a refuge, embracing people, is not solely the job of the pastoral leadership of Refuge City Church. That is the mission of every man, woman, boy, and girl who calls this place home. In other words, you and I don't have the luxury of watching someone else embrace the hurting, broken, and unsaved. We I have a personal responsibility to be a refuge embracing people. You can do that on your job. You can do that in the restaurant. You can do that at the grocery store. You can do that at your social platforms while you're online. In other words, you are the church. You are the refuge. It's not a building. It's a person. It's a people who are passionate about reaching the heart of those who have yet to know their value and worth to God. And so that leads to question number three today. What role do we each play? What role do we each play to make sure that we bear the name Christian, that we bear his name and embody the heartbeat of being his refuge for our city and all the areas of influence that we each have? Truly, every ministry of Refuge City Church is aimed at this one simple desire, that we'd be a refuge, embracing people with the love of Jesus Christ. If you're loving on the babies and toddlers in the nursery, you are a refuge embracing people. If you stand behind a camera so that hundreds, if not thousands of people can hear the word of the Lord, you are a refuge embracing people. If you lead a small group, if you help with a banquet for a funeral, if you paint a wall, you run the sound equipment, you play an instrument, you sing, you preach, you sweep the parking lot, you polish the toilets, or maybe you sit on the front row of the church after the lights are turned off and you embrace somebody who's weeping under the conviction of the Lord who needs counsel and needs prayer. You are a refuge embracing people. If you're married or have a family, You are to them a refuge embracing people. If you live in a neighborhood with other people around, if you have a co-worker, if you even have some in-laws, you are to them a refuge embracing people. We don't have the luxury to pick and choose who we are a refuge to. We are called to go into all the world and preach the good news of the kingdom of God so that not one person would be lost and would be relegated to an eternity 
without God. The bottom line is this. You and I are the church, not the building. And it's not just a name. We are Refuge City Church, a refuge embracing people. We are Refuge City Church, a refuge embracing people. So it's one thing to be kind to people, to encourage people, to be nice when we should be nice, to say the nice, polite things. But did you know that all of the way that we behave and that we embrace and that we encourage is rooted in one simple thing? And it's that we each have received the good news of Jesus Christ. We've received salvation because God was not content that our fellowship with him was tainted by sin. And so he came. He came into the world in the form of Jesus Christ, lived a perfect life so that he could qualify to not only satisfy the justice of God, but he could also be sacrificed to satisfy his mercy so that he could forgive us, so that he could take our punishment, so that he could take our pain, so that he could be chastised for our peace, so that he could be whipped for our healing, that he could take the pain of death, he could go into the grave, and three days later, he could come back out of that grave victorious forever, the firstborn among the dead. And now he lives forever and ever. He said this, that if we would simply believe that, if we would confess our sins and receive his forgiveness, that we would turn from our wicked ways and that we would make him the Lord and Savior of our life, that he would come into our heart, make his dwelling place on the inside of us through his Holy Spirit, and that he would give us eternity in heaven. And so today, maybe you're hearing this podcast and and you've not yet made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Today's your day. Maybe someone sent this podcast to you. Maybe someone encouraged you to listen to it and you wondered what the name of the church would have to do with your eternal destination. But it's this, that if we would allow God to be our ultimate refuge by receiving Christ as our Lord and Savior, that he could come into our heart, he could forgive our sins, that our destiny after we pass from this life into the next is eternity in heaven instead of eternity in hell. I want you to know today that if you will believe that in your heart and confess it with your mouth, the Bible says that you will be saved. And now not only can you walk into the arms of Christ, your ultimate refuge, but now you can be used as a refuge to bring hope to someone else. And so I want to pray with you today. I want to, I want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me and to ask Jesus to be the Lord, the King of your life. And I believe as you do that with me, that your life will forever be transformed. So pray this with me, Jesus. I believe you love me. I believe that you died on a cross to transform my life by taking my sin. I confess that I'm a sinner and that I need your forgiveness. I want you to be the Lord of my life and the Savior of my life and help me to live for you. Jesus, help me also to be a refuge, embracing other people with the good news and the love of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friend, if you prayed that prayer with me, I believe that you have just become born again. You are a new creation in Christ. The old has passed away and behold, the new has come. And I want to encourage you to get plugged into a good church. If not Refuge City Church, then another gospel-believing church that will help you to grow in Christ. And I'd like to encourage you to continue to be that refuge for someone else because we certainly know that the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. In other words, there's a lot of people who still need to know about Jesus Christ. And there's not enough of us telling those around us about him. And so be a part of that team, the gospel giving team, because you've received now freely, you can give.
And so, friend, this will wrap up our very first inaugural run of Foundation Stones, the new podcast from Refuge City Church. It's a new discipleship podcast with this in mind to help you grow by building your life up one foundation stone at a time. If this has been a blessing to you, please like and subscribe to the podcast and make sure to share it with your friends and your family. If you subscribe to this podcast, you'll be notified when our next episode comes out and you won't want to miss the next one. If you'd like to be a part of our giving team, I'd like to encourage you to go to our website at refugecity.church give. You can give a donation there or you can text a donation by texting an amount to 84321. It will ask you to set up a quick profile. It's super easy. Thank you for being part of the giving team that keeps resources just like this podcast going out into all the world to help reach those around us with the good news of Jesus Christ. It's just one small way that we can be a refuge embracing people. Thanks for joining us today. Be blessed. And until next time, this is Jim Weaver signing out. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Join us next time for another deep dive into the foundation stones of our faith in Jesus Christ. For more information about Refuge City Church or to join our giving team to keep the gospel of Jesus Christ moving forward and making resources like this podcast available into the future, visit refugecity.church.